And that was a blessing. Take your Bibles to the book of Mark this morning, the book of Mark in chapter number 4. I want you to follow along very closely in Mark chapter number 4. And it is a thrill to have my family with me today, and we'll be able to stay afterwards for a while and go to lunch and uh, maybe a class or two and enjoy some fellowship. And so if you haven't, ladies, met my wife yet, please do so. Uh, She is a little wild and crazy, but uh, I think you'll be a good influence on her. I did not finish the story yesterday um, for time's sake and and where we were going uh, with the message, but uh, in the story of our our first two children, those were before we had any of the other six children, God did choose to take those children. And really the point was that when you walk through those valleys and you walk through those trials, your faith is put to a test. And I thank God that I married right and I married God's will uh, because she was an anchor to me. And a lot of times you don't think that, men. You think, I'll be the anchor. But uh, she is a helpmeet, and she was such a blessing. And the doctors shared with us um, that uh, had those children lived, they would not have been uh, developed right because of the early birth and all of that. Um, And we would have trusted God with that as well. However, because God took those children, the timing of which when my son Aaron was born and then the other children to follow would not have fallen into place time-wise. Um, because God gave us Aaron uh, not too long after we lost those twins. And so when I look at my children, you see that when God shuts one door, he opens up another. And so I hope you understand that. And I'm sorry I didn't finish the story. Someone was asking me this morning what happened. And my wife tells me I don't always finish uh, my thought. Uh, But uh, you're supposed to just read our minds. I think that's how it's supposed to work. I really uh, enjoyed being here. It's been a blessing. Uh, I've, this college has had such a reputation that I felt like the mule at the Kentucky Derby. Um, <laughs> and uh, I tell you what, spiritually mature college students, and I thank God for that. And I love your passion. I love your heartbeat. I've been sharpened and encouraged to be here. And me and Brother Daniel Van Gelderen had a great time of fellowship with about 8,000 kids yesterday as we went through the Children's Museum. That's a joke. It wasn't 8,000 kids, but it was 13. And uh, we had a good time went to the Children's Museum and had a good time of fellowship, and he was sliding down the slides and having a great time. No, he wasn't doing that. But anyways, Mark chapter number four, got to make sure you're awake this morning. Mark chapter number four in your scriptures, there are students sitting here who will not reach their full potential. And that's very sad to me because this is an incredible group of young people. And the potential that is in this room is really staggering as to what God could do with this remnant of people in this dark day. But unfortunately, there will be some that will not reach their full potential. And today, the Word of God is going to show us why. There are students sitting here who just will not make it. You will stop, you will be a Demas. It doesn't have to be that way. And that's why I'm preaching the Word of God this morning. And that's why your pastor and the teachers are investing into your life because we don't want that to happen. Uh, But unfortunately, that has been the case all the way back to those who walked with Jesus when he said, will you too, will you also go away? In life, there are going to be times when the circumstances of life come and you really do not know what to do. There will be days when um, you really don't even know what's going on. You can't hardly uh, decipher from your right or your left. You say, well, I don't believe that. Well, then you haven't read about Job. When he said, I look on my right where he doth work, and on my left, and he's not there, and forward and backward, and I cannot perceive him, I cannot find him. I I, I have no idea what's going on, but he knoweth the way that I take. And when he hath tried me, I shall come forth 
as gold. There'll be days when your dreams fail. There'll be days when uh, your goals fail. There'll be days when your hope fails and all will seem lost. There has to be a formula for survival during those times of life. Now, as I talk about some of these, as I did yesterday, and uh, by way of introduction a little bit today, some of these dark times, look, you know as well as I do that there's no life like the Christian life. There's no business like God's business. It's the greatest in all of the world and the greatest joy and fulfillment in all of the world to be in the center of God's will. But yet so many Christians, like the disciples, are crying out in the middle of the storm instead of relying on the master of the storm. And so on these days, there's got to be a formula to keep you from throwing in the towel and giving up and, 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 and walking away from everything that you know is right and everything uh, that, that, you, that you have been taught. And so this formula this morning will give you that. And I think it's so valuable for you in a college setting, for you in classes every day. How, how often do you have chapel? Uh, first three days, nearly a Friday chapel. So, so four days a week chapel and then, of course, church on Sunday and then church Wednesday night, and then a lot of ministry opportunities. You're hearing a lot. Are you with me? You're hearing a lot. You're being taught a lot. Today, you're going to see a formula that has changed my life. It's right here from the Word of God. It's Jesus teaching. And I believe if you'll write this formula down, if you'll put it in your heart, upon the table of your heart, it will help you as you get out into life in the days like where the Needhams are and uh, the others as we were talking about this morning in, in Cameroon. And so when you get to these days, you'll have an anchor. And I want to show you that formula from the Word of God starting in Mark chapter number four. Now I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do this morning uh, so you know what's coming. And I think it will help you as we go through the message. First of all, I'm going to take the first half or more of the message and uh, teach a doctrine uh, or, or teach this truth that Jesus is teaching. And I'm just going to go line upon line and just go through it and teach it. And then I'm going to illustrate it. We're going to act it out and illustrate it. And you'll see what we've just learned. So follow closely as we go through the scriptures. So when we get to the acting it out, it'll all be like a puzzle that comes into place. Fair enough? All right, Mark chapter number four. Would you mind standing to your feet for the reading of God's word? In Mark chapter number four, in verse number one, we will not read there yet, but it's the parable of the, look down at it, the parable of the sower. We have seed and the sower is going out to sow seed. And so now we come to verse number nine after Jesus gives this parable in Mark's gospel. And he says, and he said unto them, he that hath ears to hear, what does it say? Let him hear. Now this principle is found all throughout the scriptures. Uh, for instance, if you were to go to Revelation, you would, you would see that over and over and over again as uh, the scriptures are given to the churches. He that hath an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. How many of you have seen that before? You know what I'm talking about? You can raise your hand. And this principle is found all throughout the scriptures. So before we're seated, I want you to understand this. The problem is not with the seed. The problem is with the soil. The Word of God does not have a problem this morning. The Word of God has every answer all the formula, if you will, to life. The problem's not with the seed. The problem is with the type of soil that the seed comes into and what the soil does with and to that seed. The problem is not with the light. The problem is with the sight. The problem is not with the message. The problem is with the receiver of the message. So we're going to continue this entitled Ears to Hear. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you take this thought and this truth. Lord, sear it upon our hearts that we may see it that we may live it out 
And Lord, I pray that you would change our lives with it. Lord, I pray that you'd help some young person in this room uh, that may face something one day and they really don't know what to do, but they will have followed this principle from your word and it will sustain them. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I want you to understand that when he says, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear, that it is up to me to receive what is being given. Nine times out of ten, or could I say in a ministry like this, ten times out of ten, the problem is not with the preacher. The problem is not with the teacher. As they get up and they stand in the authority of God's word, they are preaching and they are teaching a message that will transform and will change your life. As you've heard your pastor or your pastor at home or even your parents or some teacher say, now this truth will change your life. This truth will help you. This truth. But they always finish by saying, if you let it, if you allow it. It's like this. A lot of people don't realize the process of, of preaching, for instance, or even teaching. Uh, and, and they stop short. And, and, and this would, would, will help you and goes for a college setting when you're hearing messages like this all week long. And you can sit there and just kind of let it go in one ear and out the other. The Bible says that there are people that don't have ears to hear. And I think you're going to see that as we go through the scriptures. But a, but a pastor or a preacher will, let's take uh, Pastor Van Gelderen here, will, will be reading the word of God and studying the Bible and walking with God in the newness of the morning and in that relationship with God. And God will lift something, the spirit of God will lift something off the pages to him or to you as a, as a preacher. Do we have any preacher boys in the room? Raise your hands. Okay, this is the process. God will lift something and bring something to you. If you're a preacher or an evangelist, it's, it's, it's as you're studying and maybe where you're going and a, and a message that God, uh, if you're teaching, preaching to little kids or you're preaching to senior saints, God will channel your heart in directions that will help him. If you're a pastor, as you've been praying and navigating and, and, and pastoring, God will bring truths to your heart. And all of a sudden, uh, your, your heart will burn. As, as Jeremiah said, the word of the Lord is like a fire shut up in my bones. And it's an incredible process. Those of you that are preacher boys, if, have you ever got a message before? You know what I'm talking about. You've got a message. In other words, a verse that you'd read a hundred times before. How many of you ladies got a message? I tell you what, they get messages, all right? They just don't get an opportunity to preach them. But uh, a verse will come alive that you uh, have read a hundred times before. But it's alive to you and it's as a fire burning in your heart. That's a good thing. The Holy Spirit of God is burning that fire. And so now you realize that you've got an opportunity to preach that message. So now from reading and from your relationship and walking with the Lord, there's a fire in your heart. It's, it's lit in your heart and you fan that fire by studying and rightly dividing the word of truth. And now that fire has to be formulated in your mind into coherent thought processes or uh, even an outline, if you will as we're getting to. And so it's coming up here instead of just, I mean, because a lot of times I got all kinds of thoughts and they're running all over my heart, all over my mind. I mean, boom, they're everywhere, but you've got to bring them so that you can actually present them. And so from that relationship, from that study, a fire is lit. From that fire, you bring it up and you, you're thinking it through. What does God want me to say of this thought, of this truth, of this direction, of this verse, from this passage of Scripture as you're going through the verses and you're formulating it to get out according to the Word of God. Now you've got to get it to your mouth. And you've got it. How many times, preachers, have you preached something and you say, it ain't coming out like I studied it. Uh, because a lot of times we'll get in the way and that's why we need to be spirit filled. And so uh, it comes from the mouth. But wait a minute. That's where in a lot of churches, a lot of colleges, a lot of schools, that's where it ends. 
And just as we are, need to be spirit-filled and need to be studied and need to be prepared, God is teaching here, and we're going to go on. We're just here in the introduction. God, the, the Holy Spirit of God is teaching us. Jesus is teaching that we need to be anointed listeners. So everything in my heart is God's lit a fire in my heart to share this challenge with you, this message with you, now begins right now in your ears. And it's got to come in your ears. You've got to stop and think about it instead of thinking about whatever we're having for lunch or that, that, that piece of music that you're learning or that next class or that financial pressure or, or that you've you're, you got an ingrown toenail or your back aches or you've got a headache. You've got to listen. And now it's got to formulate in your mind and you're thinking about what I'm saying, most of you. Some are not. You understand that there are people, the light's on but nobody's home. <laughs> and that happens a lot in college. And people wonder, teachers, you wonder, I told them, I told them, and I told them, and I told them, and I told them. But the light was on, nobody's home, it's coming in, but it's, it's just staying right up here. So now what you have to do as an anointed listener is you come in and say, God, speak to me in chapel today. You expect that of the preacher, but do you expect that of yourself? Well, of course, he better stop and pray, he better study. Do you? Do you stop and pray every time you're going to hear something from the Word of God? Even if it's standing in a hallway and a teacher or, or somebody's trying to admonish you or even rebuke you or exhort you, say, God, help me to be an anointed listener. Help me to have ears to hear. Father, speak to me. God Almighty, I need you. And so from the ears, you got to listen to what I'm saying right now. And hopefully a few of you are saying, okay, okay, uh, I'm listening. And now you're thinking about it. Now you, through the Holy Spirit of God, you got to move that to your heart. You, you got to let it be a fire shut up in your bones. The Holy Spirit of God moving you and now you live it out. That's why the Bible says don't just be, I'm paraphrasing, uh, be not hearers of the word only, but be doers. Isn't that what the scripture said? Doers of the word. So there is that process. And many times in church, for instance, tonight uh, or in chapel on Friday or next week when somebody else is here on a Tuesday, uh, they're anointed and they're preaching and they're giving the word of God. But God is saying, if you've got ears to hear, you better hear, you better listen, and you better allow it to change your life. The word of God is rich and powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Then if that's the case, why do so many people stray away from and not follow what they've been taught? Because they've never taken what they were truly taught and moved it down into that part of life, into the heart of life where they live a committed, sold out, serious kind of Christian life. And so as we study this passage of scripture, I want, to, I want you to see what Jesus is teaching here. As you turn to verse 23, we see it again. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. Let them hear. Some don't have ears to hear, and you're going to see why. There are people, even within your churches, even within possibly this college, they don't have an ear to hear. You say, well, what are you talking about? They do not have an ear to hear. Now, they can get it back by revival this morning, but I believe you'll see very plainly and clearly when we're done with this um, why some do not have an ear to hear. Notice verse 24, and we're going to get into the formula. Are you ready? A three-part formula, three or four-part, we'll see. The Bible says, and he said unto them, take heed what ye hear, with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you, and unto you that hear shall more be given. For he that hath, to him shall be given, and he that hath not, from him shall be taken, even that which he hath. Now look up for a moment, that sounds like a tongue twister, it even sounds contradictory, but it's not. Notice the formula, number one, the Bible says, take heed, you can say it out loud, you're looking at it, take heed what you hear. 
Take heed what you hear. And so Jesus is teaching them. He says, uh, uh, pay attention. Wake up to what you are hearing. Uh, what are you hearing? Are you hearing a critic? Are you hearing a scorner? Are you hearing a bitter person? Are you hearing a spiritually lazy person? Are you hearing somebody with baggage from something that has happened, some circumstance, some event, and they're looking through that lens, through that glasses, as to the why around them, even in a great college setting like this? What are you hearing online, and what are you hearing uh, in social media, and, and, and what are you hearing through friendships? All of these things. Are you hearing the godly? Are you hearing the spiritual? Are you hearing the truth-filled? Are you hearing the spirit filled? What are you hearing? Take heed what you are hearing. Let me just say this. You are a culmination of whatever you hear. Think about my son, Andrew. And, and they're sitting outside of this door, but Andrew's just six months of age. Andrew doesn't know anything right now. He really doesn't. He doesn't even know what two plus two is. But in 18 or 19 years, Pastor Van Gelderen, he could sit right here. And I would be very happy with that. But he could sit right here and he will have opinions. He will have leanings. Are you with me? You can, you can smile at me, make sure I know that you have ears to hear. He will have opinions. He'll have leanings, likes and dislikes. He, he, might, he, uh, he, he might like a certain thing and not like a certain thing. Certain foods, all kinds of things about life. How will he have formed this opinion? By what he has received. And that's just a fact. You are a culmination of what you have received over the course of life. And some of you, maybe you weren't saved earlier in life and you heard a whole bunch of stuff that wasn't right and you were born again and God made all things become new. Old things are passed away. Or maybe you were a Christian growing up but you weren't in the right kind of environment, the right kind of home or the right kind of friendships and you had to have a revival. You had to throw away all of that and rework your mind. And I won't ask for a raise of hands, but there's probably somebody in this room that didn't grow up as a Christian. And you could attest with me this morning, man, there's a whole lot of life I just had to chunk in the trash can. A whole lot of thought processes and cultures and opinions and, 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 and philosophy of life that I had to put away and, and begin to chunk the truth in there so that I could begin to live out my life for the Lord Jesus Christ. So you are a culmination. Let me tell you something. I have heard uh, 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 my family's all from the South. I grew up in the Midwest. I'm a Midwesterner, but my family's all from the South. My dad grew up under Dr. Bobby Robertson and was his first assistant pastor there in Walkertown, North Carolina. And I've been over the South and I've heard wind-sucking preachers. Have you ever heard a wind-sucking preacher? All right. Uh, quite entertaining. Uh, but guess what? I've heard a 19 or 20 year old preach one time and I said, I know who he's been listening to. Are you with me? Because you're a culmination of what you hear. I've heard people tell me, man, you sound like your dad. Well, I, I don't think I do, but I guess I, I hear, so he, he, I, uh, he's my hero. I love him to death. Uh, but people say, oh, and I say, well, it's because I, I listen to him preach, you know, four, three and four and five times a week. And that became a part of who I am. Are you with me? I've heard preachers that, 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 that's, you know, that, that sound more like a politician than they do a Baptist preacher. Why? Because that's, I, I, I've heard, a, I, I, can, I can even tell in my generation who someone's following, not all the time, but a lot of times in words that they'll use. Uh, in ministry, they're listening to something that ain't quite 
Right, in, in certain words when it comes to mission, uh, when it comes to uh, ministry, um, certain words, and it's, they're listening to somebody. I, I've talked to young guys my age, and we've been fellowshipping and talking, and, and all of a sudden I realized, I mean, a great young man, all of a sudden I realized, you've gotten a hold of something that ain't quite who we are. Are, are you with me this morning? Because of what they've been listening and the blogs they've been reading and the, 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 the messages that they've been hearing online and the different podcasts are beginning to shape their mind. Now, this is just a fact. Jesus said, take heed what you hear. Be careful what you hear because whatever you hear, that's what you're going to become. You are a culmination of what you hear. But notice number two. Take heed what you measure. Notice this. With what measure you meet. Now, that little word, M-E-T-E, this is a form of measurement. How much? So he's not only saying, take heed, and this is going to be the formula that's going to help you. Don't just take heed what you hear. you got to be very careful about that. What are you listening to? Who are you listening to? He says, how much are you going to listen? How much are you going to listen to? How much are you going to get? Uh, you say, I I'm, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to get 16 ounces of this. I'm going to listen to that much. I'm going to allow that much come in. I'm going to take 32 ounces. Or, man, I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to grab a bushel. Or I'm going to get, this is how much I'm going to get of whatever you're listening to. How much are you going to listen to? How much of the scorner are you going to listen to? Because we're going somewhere. And he's going to show you a principle with something happens with however much you dish out. How much of the truth are you going to listen to? How much of college chapel are you going to listen to? How much of, of music class? Well, they're teaching music theory and you think there's no Bible in that. But wait a minute, it's, it, there is. And God's teaching you some character and giving you some principle. And some of you are saying, yeah, I'll listen a little bit. How much? He said, take heed not only what you hear, take heed how much you hear. Number three, take heed. This would be a little bit longer to write down for those of you writing it down. Whatever measure you meet, it will be measured again. Take heed that whatever measure you meet, it will be measured again. So, understand this closely. I have a chance to listen to the critic, the scorner, the bitter, the negative, the godless, the humanistic, the liar, the untruth, the Christ-like, the godly, the truth-filled, the spirit-filled, the Bible preacher, the Bible teacher, the one that I know uh, is, is planting his feet not on himself but on the rock. I have a chance and so I say I want that. I, I have to, with character, stop listening to the negative in life. You know the Debbie Downers in college who always has a, a negative word and doesn't subject themselves to the joy of the word of God and, 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 and the, the beauty of the gospel and the, and, and the peace of God. But everything's negative and everything's down and everything's this and everything's that. And you look at me like you don't have those in this college, but you're human, okay? So y'all can look at me that way. But I know the way that it works. And I know that there are critical guys and even guys that would criticize leadership. and criti Why are you here anyways if you would do that? I don't understand that. But, but there are that. And, and so, so wait a minute. You say, I'm going, to, I'm going to focus on what I'm listening to. I'm just not going to listen to it. Look, I, I, I had, my respect level went up for a pastor that I already respected. But there was a group of guys standing around. My respect level just soared. There was a group of guys standing around talking. And a conversation came up. And, and it wasn't anything uh, 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 necessarily gross or ungodly in that way, but it was just a negative conversation. And with much grace, here's what this man did that I look up, looked up to. Here's what, I, what, what this man did. He said, men, y'all can continue your conversation if you would like, but I just don't feel like this is Christ honoring. And he walked away. 
And it wasn't, un, it wasn't you know, slapping them in the face. It was the Holy Spirit of God slapping them in the face. But, <laughs> but you know what he was saying was, I don't want that in my mind. I don't want to listen to that. So take heed what you, what you listen to, what you hear. And so I said, look, I want the truth, and I want all of the truth. I, I don't want some new age, new evangelical, charismatic, have-it-your-own-way kind of wishy-washy. As a young preacher, 34 years of age, I want to listen to men. Of, that's why I went to the Bended Knee Conference and why I went last year. And I'm not just saying that about him. I did that, but I will listen to other men of God. I want to hear as much truth, as much spirit-filled preaching as I can. Why? Because I know that the devil's trying to pump in as much as he can. And so I say, I want this. I want this. I'm shutting out everything else. But now, not only do I want this, I want as much of it as I can get. I mean, chapel's not going to be a bore because we're going to have a time period where we're going to hear the... I don't care if they're teaching on Santa Claus. I'm going to listen because they're opening the Word of God. And if they can find it in there, then I'll listen to it. Because I want all that I can get. Now, this is going to separate the men from the boys at, at Baptist College of Ministry. This is going to separate those, from re, those that reach their potential and those that do not. Those that really go on to, to make a difference. Those young ladies that really make an impact in, in this dark day and in this time when we need lighthouses and we need a gen, a, a generational giants and servants for the Lord. This is, this is what's going to separate. And so... I would say, I, 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 want, I want to listen to the truth, of course. Who wouldn't? I, I want to get all of the truth that I can get. I, I, want to, I want to get it all that I can get. And so now God says, okay, since you got all that you could get of this, we reap what we sow, and those principles are all throughout the Scriptures, but even right here, He says, whatever you measure, it will be measured back to you again. If you surrender your life to listening and, 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 and putting it here and moving it here and living it out and being an anointed listener and a, and, a, and, a, and a committed Christian to live out what you have heard and been taught, even through your personal devotions and relationship and not just checking a box off, okay, uh, 59 minutes and 59 seconds, ah, I'm done, let's go. Uh, but, but truly saying, God, I want to be an anointed listener. Uh, let me tell you something. God says, I'll, I'll measure it back to you. I'll measure it back to you. There's a sad part when it says, he that hath not to him, uh, it, let, let me read it for you in verse number 25, for he that hath to him shall be given. He that hath not, this doesn't make sense, does it? From him shall be taken even that he hath, even that which he hath. Now, wait a minute, I thought he didn't have anything. Well, I want you to see it. The two gentlemen that I asked to help, uh, if you'll come, uh, who, wherever you are, and then uh, Brother Van Gelderen, is he in here? Or I need one other uh, yes, if you could come up here. And I want you guys to put on these blindfolds, if you will, and put them on tight to where you cannot see. And uh, I'll get your names in just a moment. And uh, put them on there. And I want to illustrate this truth. Is everybody still with me this morning? You think you've followed this journey through the Scriptures? What I want you to do is I want them in random places. Now, I'm not, i got to code this because I don't want them to hear. But uh, you could put, you know, like this and here. Random. Random, even over there, as quickly as you possible can, as you possibly can. Matter of fact, uh, can somebody help you? If so, somebody, somebody come help. And uh, I want you to see this. Somebody run up here as quickly as possible. Now, uh, give me your name right here. Ryan. Ryan, and give me your name. Andrew. Ryan and Andrew. Y'all know Ryan and Andrew, okay? Are, are they good kids? No, we won't ask that. <coughs> now, here's what I want you to understand. Ryan and Andrew, there is a good life out there in your future. Now, follow closely. Don't get sidetracked 
with, with, with an illustration here. Get, let the word of God speak to you. <clears throat> there is a good life out in front of you. Neither of you are married, correct? You don't have children, correct? No. You, you don't have a specific full-time ministry as far as like Pastor Van Gelderen does. You're in college, is that correct, both of you? Yeah. Okay, so, so the future is in front of you. You're in college, you're still in training ground. You're not married, you don't have children, you, you, you don't have your full-time career yet. You're living here. Do you live at home or you live in the dorms? At home. At home, okay. So you're still living at home, like your parents' house? Okay, very good. You live here? I live around here. Around here, all right, very good. <laughs> All right, down in the projects in Milwaukee, okay. Um, I saw his house yesterday. No, uh, so uh, here we are, and they have a, a life out in front of them. Now, I want you to listen closely, Ryan and Andrew. We have out here a happy home. Would you like to have a happy home? There's nothing like the influence. I mean, just look at the Van Gelderen family, for instance, and the in influence there. There's a happy and joyful home uh, where, where Christ is lifted up. And of course, what an incredible institution that God has created. Now, y'all got to listen. Okay, are you listening? Ears to hear. Now, what about a clean heart? When you, when you lay your head on the pillow at night, you can sing, Nothing between my soul and the Savior. That one already fell, if somebody could pick that one up. And then we have joy. I mean true joy. I mean everlasting joy. I don't mean momentary uh, excitement or happiness, momentary. I mean true joy. And then we have purpose for life. Are you guys listening? Are you all listening? And, and you could think up some stuff that you would want out here, but peace, peace, peace. Wonderful peace coming down from the Father above. All right, let's see what else we have out here. We have true friends. I mean, those that do going to do ministry with you together and going to live life together. And I mean, the true blue friends. And the, I tell you what, there is a, a treasure in friendship. What else do we have out here? All right, these guys are getting it together. Uh, we should have had lady uh, secretaries do this. <laughs> here, here. How about generational influence? Very good. Oh, there's happiness. You guys listening? Now listen, when I'm done with this, I'm going to close. And you're going to make some decisions. So just stay with me. We're okay on time. We have financial stability. Ryan and Andrew, are you listening? How about good memories? How about looking back and saying, I think God's been good in my life. How about singing, it is well with my soul. It is well. And, and there's some other stuff. We'll see them in a little bit. There's respect. There's reaching your potential. There's true love. Um, there's uh, specific ministry. There was a heavenly marriage out here somewhere. Oh, here's a heavenly marriage. But that's what they're going to pick first. Okay. <laughs> heavenly marriage. Here, here. You can hold heavenly marriage, okay? <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, now wait, now wait, now watch. You can just lay those out, lay those out for time's sake, okay? Specific ministry, uh, again, think of, think of the president of this college, think of those in specific ministry that God is using. Ladies, specific ministry, men, uh, sp uh, 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 we have uh, reaching your potential. All of these things, God has, every good and perfect gift cometh down from above. God has a life for you, he has a calling for you. And, and let me tell you something, his thoughts to you, towards you are thoughts of peace and towards an expected end. Are you with me? God's not sitting up there, oh, I want to ruin their life. No, he's got more than what we could dream up, abundantly above all that we could ask or think. Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things. This is the part I like, which thou knowest not. I mean, beyond your wildest imagination. And so God has all of these things out there for you, a specific plan, a specific will, and, and, and he wants you to have them. But it, here's the formula, and here's what happens, and you're going to see it. You have to have ears to hear to get them because the Bible says we live by faith and not by sight. We still are in the flesh. 
How many of you believe that? Paul said, the things I would do, I don't. The things I don't do, I He says, oh, wretched man that I am. But he said, I can have faith in victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I can rely on him in the spirit. But, but my heart is deceitful and wicked above all else who can know it. Are you with me? Do you understand that? And a lot of times people, even good people who forsook all and followed Jesus like Peter, he thought he knew the right path and the right plan, but he didn't. He needed to rely on the Savior. And so here's Ryan and Andrew. Ryan and Andrew, y'all want all of the things out there? Yes, you do. You'd have to be crazy if, if you didn't. So, so Ryan, what about you? What would you like? Do you remember all of the things we picked out? Heavenly marriage, that's probably what you want. Happy home, clean heart. What, what would you like? What would you like? Uh, happy home. Okay, just pick one, and we'll go through life. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Uh, and so, so let's just take our time. He wants a happy home, and so he's got to follow those principles. He's got to listen, to follow those principles uh, to have a happy home. And so where's a happy home? Okay, don't, don't tell. Uh, okay, now I, all you have to do is just listen. Listen, put it in here, and take those steps and live it out. Are you ready? Okay, all right, so I'm going to help you just a little bit. What I want you to... <laughs> is he touchy like that? Okay, all right, so, so what I need you to do is, is step to your left just slightly. Uh, that's not your left. Okay. okay, what I want you to do is turn left. Turn exactly left. Left. Look, you're a good kid. You look sharp and... Uh, no, 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 hold on, hold on. Look, let, let me help you. We're here to help you. I want to help you get a happy home. You want a happy home, right? You want a happy home? Okay, so turn left, please. Turn left. Okay, Ryan, Ryan, let me, let me, let me tell you something, Ryan. There's a happy home out there, but you're just going to have to find it. Go ahead and go find it. Try to find it, for real. Try to find it. Careful now. Try to find it. If you can find it, you can have it. Now, wait a minute. Stop. You pastor a church. Have you seen this in life before? Teachers, have you ever seen this before? Parents, college students, you've seen it before. That's a frustrating way to live life. And that's how some of you are looking for your girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever at when the time comes and that courting time comes down the road. And this is how you're trying to look for God's specific will of, in ministry and all of these things, purpose and a peaceful. Uh, well, I'm in chapel, but ears to hear. Ryan, you could have had a happy home. I don't know what's going on. Your financial stability just fell. <laughs> Kick him out of college. Okay, come here, Ryan. Ryan, how about, uh, how about a clean heart? Look, you want to do what's right. You're in a college like this, okay? So just turn around. Just turn around. You're going the wrong direction. Just turn around. Just turn around. That's, you're not going to find a clean heart that way. Okay, okay, sit down. Just sit down and listen. Just sit down. Just sit down. Sit down, for real, for real, sit down, for real. When I say for real, that means listen to me. All right. So, Andrew, what would you like? What would you like? My time's almost up. What would you like? The heavenly marriage. You want to? Where is it? Where is it? I don't know. No, I know you don't know. He said, I don't know. Shouldn't say it. I should, should say she, right? Okay. All right. So, heavenly marriage. Here's what I want you to do. Let's take a step forward. Okay. Now, watch out. There's going to be some rough times ahead, but we're going to make it. Hold on, watch out. Step down very, very gently. Okay, now turn left. Perfect, now walk straight forward. And just listen and see there's people trying to trip you. Okay, now stop, stop, turn right. 
Okay, now reach your right arm out. Higher, higher. Now to your left. Up. And he just got married. Yeah. Okay. All right, real quick, real quick. How about true joy? You're always talking about wanting to have a good time. And man, you just, you know, you want to be you and have a good time. And you're a good kid, all of that. But how about joy? You want some joy? Okay, let me, let me just help you. Uh, just turn right and uh, now walk forward. Come on, walk forward. Walk forward. Walk forward. Okay, come on forward. Come on forward. Uh, I didn't say it's here yet, but, but you're getting it. <coughs> walk forward. actually found joy he wasn't supposed to go sit down <laughs> he's really not listening to me for real all right sit down sit down you're doing good now wait a minute wait a minute stay with me stay with me uh andrew i gotta hurry my time's almost up what else would you like peace peace somebody help me with peace okay peace all right turn around turn right around walk forward walk forward take a left okay straight now you're gonna go up these steps you kind of know where they're at. You've been through this way before. Okay, now turn right. Reach your hand out to your right. To your right. There you go. Forward. And you have peace. Now, uh-oh, something's still on the wall. All right, come on. All right, there's always someone watching. All right, stand right here, please. Okay, so he's got peace. Uh, let's say that we did this with a happy home. All right? And generational influence. Let me tell you something. That'll be imp important to you as you uh, make an impact on your children, the next generation, and reaching your potential. So he's finding these things, okay? And, uh, uh, and so here's Ryan still over here. Now notice what the scripture says. He says, he that hath the ears to hear, let him hear. Take heed what you're listening to. Listen to the right thing. Obey. Listen to that. And then he says, how much are you going to get? And he says, I want, I want as much as you can give me. Specific ministry. And God says, okay. He says, now watch this, because my time's almost up. He says, uh, now look, you, you got a bunch of things here. You, you've got, a, you've got a, uh, a heavenly marriage. Did you get a heavenly marriage in there somewhere? Where's the heavenly marriage? Oh, he's got a heaven. He started with that. You don't know which one it is. There we go. <laughs> he's got a heavenly marriage. Now watch this. God says, because you have a heavenly marriage, he said, not only am I going to give you a heavenly marriage, I'm going to give you a happy home. I'm, I'm going to give you purpose in life. I'm going to give you, watch this, true love. Whatever measured uh, that you measured out, I'm going to meet it back to you. Let me give you a for instance. In 11th grade, I was sitting there with some friends at a summer camp, and God called me to preach, and I had an opportunity to listen and to allow it to come into my heart and say, God, what am I going to do with this? And I came forward to an altar by the grace of God, and, and, and I sold my life out to Christ. And I said, God, I'll preach. I didn't want to preach. I wanted to sing full time. And, and, and I had some brother-in-laws that were doing that. And God says, I want you to preach. And so uh, I, I gave my, my, my life to Christ in the call to preach. And so I came, went back home, and they said, okay, you can uh, teach in the fourth grade Sunday school class. Now, because I dished that out, God says, okay, I'll let you preach to the teenagers of the church. And before I knew it, I turned around and, and, and I was teaching a young couples class and I was teaching a, 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 an adult class. And before I turned around without even knowing it, didn't even have it planned for my life or anything else, God says, okay, you, you scoop that out. You listen to the call to preach. I'll have you preach uh, to the whole church. I'll have you pastor the church. And I thought, you're kidding me, God. I, I can't believe this. And, and then before I know it, I'm standing here at Falls Baptist College preaching to you. 
Why? Because God says, you listen and you scooped out that. Watch what I will scoop out. Now, and I have to be careful to, to hold back the tears right now because the emotion that flows to think about when I listened to dad that day and I said, I will obey you. And I married that lady sitting right back there. Look, I, I, I chose a happy home and a, 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 a God's will for my life. What is right? And God says, not only am I going to give you that, that, that wife, I'm going to give you joy and I'm going to give you a clean heart and I'm going to give you happiness. And, and now not only that, I'm going to give you children. Are you with me? I'm going to give you children. I'll give a godly uh, a wife to your boys and I'll give a godly husband to your girls because you're raising them in a godly home, not living out away from God and away from church and away from what is right. Are you with me? And so God says, look, I'll just keep giving you because I've got a I came to not only give you life, but I came to give you life more abundant. And so, man, I'm going to give you financials. You followed these principles and the principles of listening in Bible college were the same principles to lead you to that financial stability and lead you to that peace and lead you to those fulfilled dreams and God's wills and desires of your heart and generational influence and happiness and joy. And the list could go on and on. Man, you've got a life so filled and he's standing here like Pastor Van Gelderen and others of the teachers that say, God's been good in my life. I couldn't have dreamed all of this. I've got true friends. Man, people be bopping around trying to find friends. I've got more friends, man. I made new friends even this week, and I'd already known them before. But, but Brother Daniel Van Gelderen, look, look, let me tell you something. I would trade the world's friends 10 to 1 for people like that. I've gotten to go places and do things that I could have never uh, coded or never uh, created in my own. Well, I'm going to follow my career. If I hear another teenage girl say, I'm going to cosmetology school, I think I'm going to barf. <laughs> I've got my dreams and my goals and my plans. Instead of saying, God, I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to listen to you. And, God, and so we go get our little piddling and we scoop out as much as we can. And God says, my scoop's bigger. And I look at my six children back there and I look at my wife back there and I look at our church. And I look at being able to stand here and I say, only God. It's a simple formula, but watch this. Ryan, what do you got? Uh, oh, 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 you don't have anything. Well, wait a minute. Watch this closely. In the beginning, they each had the newness of the Christian life. Hold on to this. This is a special one. They gave their heart to Christ. They began to live for Christ. And God says, to whom uh, uh, much is given, much will be required. So he gave you the newness of a Christian life. Don't miss this. It'll tie it all together. So you have that. And you have an opportunity to listen. Some kids are out there. They're not even saved. Are you listening to me? You have an opportunity to listen. Life and life more abundant. He says, what do you have? Oh, you just have the, the new Christian life. You never grew. You know, uh, I'm sorry. Now, I don't mean lose your salvation. I'm talking about the joy and the growth. Watch this. To whom that hath, to him shall it be taken. And this is why a guy can come by the office and say, yeah, I remember, um, I remember those days at Marion Avenue, our church. He said, every Sunday morning at 6 a.m., I drive by your church on the way to somewhere. And he said, I see buses and people pulling up. And he said, I get a lump in my throat. But those days are over. That which he hath shall be taken. There are people that, that remember this college and this ministry. And it's just a remembrance. They're bitter. They're away from God. They would feel uncomfortable sitting in here listening to a message like this. But they once liked it. They started out in life with that newness of the Christian life and they were ready to grow as babes in Christ, but they didn't listen. They didn't take those steps of growth. 
And so finally there comes a day where the bitterness, the root of bitterness springs up, chokes him out, just like we, we, in the parable of the sower with the seed, which by the way was the first parable Jesus spoke and told. And he said, we could read the scripture, about five verses after where we read, it says, if you don't get this, you won't get all the other parables. That's what Jesus said. And he said, look, if you're not going to listen and you're not going to grow, the joy that you did have as a new Christian in, in Baptist College of Ministry will be gone. There'll be a day you'll be bitter, divorced, your children hate you, you're wandering here and there and everywhere, and you'll wonder. They both have the same opportunities. God's not a respecter of persons. But Jesus said, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. What are you listening to this morning? With your heads bowed and eyes closed, I want you to make this commitment. God, I'm going to get as much of the truth as I can. I'm a, thank you, gentlemen. You can take those off. Y'all were so well. That's an embarrassing role to play. I appreciate that. I'm going to get as much as I can. I'm going to dish out as much of the truth I can. I'm going to be an anointed listener every time that anything is taught from the Word of God, anything is, uh, is preached from the Word of God, in any prayer meeting, in any devotional time, in any personal uh, hour with God time or relationship time. I I'm going to open my heart and just pray a simple prayer. God, Help me to be an anointed listener. Lord, please speak to me. I, I know I have all of you, but right now I want you to have all of me. And let me tell you something. One day you will look back and realize that God has dished out. He's given you far more than you could have ever dreamed because you listen. But there's a young person in the room right now, and you've got that, you've got that opportunity. You've got that seed. But one day that even seed will be dead. It'll be gone. You'll be bitter and away from God. No impact, no purpose, no heavenly home and happy marriage and happy home and peace and joy and impact and influence. What you did have was taken away because you didn't follow the steps of growth in listening. Pastor Van Gelderen, if you would come, please.